This is The Unholy Union, a podcast where you will be subjected to highly offensive marital discourse. If you do not feel insulted during this week's episode, don't worry, we'll try harder next week. And if you can relate to our ramblings, then we want to be friends with you. If you believe that we take it too far or our mouths are too much for you, then with as much love and sincerity as we can muster, you can suck it. Welcome to The Unholy Union. All right, this is uh, technically take two because (laughs) my mic was not on and we recorded about 15 minutes and it sucks because I thought it was good. I was on a roll. But anyway, we are back from a five year break. Woohoo! Five years. Thanks to Anchor. (laughs) (laughs) Anchor's app is amazing. It makes everything very simple. But anyway. I'm a little hurt about this right now. (laughs) Me too. Man, I put we put a lot of effort into those first fifteen minutes, and they weren't worth a shit. Yeah, so now we got to start at the very beginning here. Okay, back in the mindset. Sue, big break. Took a big five year break just because life. Yeah, college, full time jobs, having a daughter, all that good stuff. Life, just life. But I want to actually call this podcast, this episode, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I kind of want to do it in reverse. So I want to start with the ugly. And in that ugliness uh, actually happened in the most recent years, past, what, year and a half? Yeah. And it really affected not only just you, Russ, but also our family. And, you know, it, it's been a long journey. So I want to make sure that we really hit on this because I, I think it could help others should they – happen upon us and hear your story um so with that the ugly yeah so anyway i'm just gonna jump and kind of shorten this thing up because it's a ginormous story fair enough (laughs) I, i could spend days talking about this but i started a new job the new job gave me a pretty significant panic attack i was rushed to the hospital on my second week at this job and that just snowballed into me being diagnosed with a generalized anxiety disorder and a pretty significant case of OCD. Um, the OCD caused me to hospitalize myself. What was it for like a week or something like that? Like four or five days. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, it was the weirdest mental breakdown I think that I've ever had. It was Unbelievable. I felt like I was lost and trapped in my head. I could not get out. Absolutely. Yeah. And my whole family was not torn apart because we're all together, but stronger together. Yeah, we're stronger together now. But it was just I looking back on it, it it's a thank God for my family. I couldn't have made it without them for sure. It was there was no way. Absolutely. Well, I think through that journey, there were some things that we learned, uh, you know, about the whole mental health stigma in general. Um, Yeah, it's a pain in the ass to get a psychiatrist. That'll (laughs) fucking see you. Yeah. I mean, what (laughs) you we call it camp. So anytime you hear us refer to Russ going to camp. Um, was one of the times that he was in the hospital long term. Um, so long term being the four to five days. Yeah. Um, so anytime you hear us say camp, um, that's just the word we use, makes it simpler to try and explain to our daughter. Um, so when when Russ was at camp, 
um, he came out and we were trying to find people to help us to do therapy, you know, from talk all the way to uh, medication and just trying to figure out what our next steps are, how to get through this. It's hard. Yeah. And, and just to be clear, coming out of camp, I really didn't have an idea that I had OCD. I, I was just pretty much diagnosed with anxiety. So, which technically OCD was a form <laughs> of anxiety, yeah, but they're starting to restructure yeah, what that looks like. I don't think it's classified as an anxiety disorder anymore. But I mean, I could be wrong on that. No one quote me on anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is specific to our experience, yeah. your experience. But I want to make sure that people hear it and understand, you know, that there is help out there, however hard that may be. Yeah. And regardless of what your diagnosis is, there is hope. Oh, yeah. You don't. can get better. Yes. I mean, coming out of camp, I was trying to find a psychiatrist. I didn't do the exact thing that the doctor at camp told me to do. So this psychiatrist said, no, I'm not going to see him. He didn't listen to them. And it, what they asked me to do was, to me, it was extremely silly. I know I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional. But it was a social worker telling me, like, you need to go do this group therapy for another five days and pay another big chunk of money. I'm like, look, I have anxiety. I'm not doing what I just did here again in a week. Right. I'm not going to do it. So I felt like that spot should have been for someone that was in true need of seeing and having group therapy. Right. Someone who didn't necessarily need camp, but needed more than just once a week therapy. Yeah. Right. And then and then just just searching around for someone who accepts our insurance. I was like, what the hell is this? Right. It's like, okay, These people have what payments of two hundred dollars a pop yeah. just to talk to them for an hour. No, I mean, not it's it's even less than that when you're talking about a psychiatrist. Psychiatrists talk to you for I think the onboarding, they say an hour. But my first psychiatrist was, yeah, I'll talk to you for an hour. It was like 17 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. You're getting this much money, and right. I talked to you for 17 minutes. And right. this was my onboarding session. You didn't even listen to me. But we are very <laughs> blessed that we went through insurance, and it was co-payments for the people that we found. And other people don't have it like that. And I, I really hope that everyone knows that there is help out there. Yeah. There, you, you can, you can get, get help. help. And, and you know what? For, for all the pain in the ass that COVID is, I feel like it's opened up a lot of opportunity for you to go see someone else, even if it's through your phone, you know, just telehealth. It's amazing what has opened up for me for my treatment just just because we can't go into a doctor's office. I mean, I can see people from 15 states away as long as they're licensed in my particular state, which is pretty and cool. And take your insurance. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, the OCD therapist, I've, I don't I haven't found one that takes my insurance. Has been in network. I so know. I've had we've we have had to fork out hundreds of dollars every week. I don't know, for a month, two months straight. Or, right. And it might be like four months, I think, because OCD treatment is brutal. Absolutely. So, 
I mean, we can talk about that later. I don't want to get too deep into ERP and all that shit, unless you think it's a good idea. <laughs> well, I think we can bring in a little bit at every episode, but for the moment, um, I really wanted to point out that we've been going through this journey. It's been almost a year and a half now, and you are at a point where you wouldn't recognize yourself a year and a half ago. No. Um, so no. Yeah. there is hope. For sure. And- I was afraid to take medication at the beginning of this journey, but honestly, obviously get yourself a good doctor and don't be afraid to switch doctors or therapists or medication. for yeah, that matter. Yeah. Whatever. If, if your doctor doesn't listen to you, just try to find somebody else. I'm just saying I've, I had issues multiple times at the beginning of this thing. I was going to talk therapist and, and, any research you find, talk therapy is the complete opposite of what you're supposed to do for OCD. It actually makes it worse. So these people that I was doing talk therapy with, I was telling them my symptoms, yet they weren't saying, hey, you have OCD. You might want to go see an OCD therapist. Right. That's a, that's super important for someone with OCD or any type of you know, mental health. Just make sure you're going to somebody that specializes in the mental health condition that you have. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to ask questions or tell them how you feel. It pisses me off, honestly. <laughs> I went through like four or five therapists before I found an, before I started my own research, which is awful for OCD, by the way. Don't do research. <laughs> um, c compulsive research. Um, I went to I went through four or five therapists before I was like, you know what? Let me Google this because this shit ain't working. And finally fi figuring out like, hey, I have harm OCD. Holy shit. I need to go to, you know, I need to go to an OCD therapist. And I got diagnosed with OCD and it was at first I was in denial. I'm not going to lie. Like I didn't want to have it because it's a lifelong condition. I went through that phase like, no, I don't want to fucking have OCD. It's just a phase I'm going through. I'll get over it. Blah, 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 blah. Nah. I got OCD and the faster I if the faster you accept it the the quicker you're going to heal honestly you, quicker you will learn to heal Yeah you'll 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 figure out like okay I have OCD now is the time that I got to focus on my ERP that's exposure and response prevention therapy <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun one <laughs> So, yeah, all of that to say, a year and a half ago, we went through a really dark time in our family, and it's called OCD and anxiety. But from where we were to where we are is night and day, and that is thanks to some really great psychologists out there and some really great psychiatrists out there and just a great support system for us and... I I really want to put this out there that you can get help, there is hope, and that there is a stigma around mental health. Yeah. It's there, I get it. I trust me, we felt it. Um, but well, we yeah. can break the stigma. We can break it and say that mental health should be the same as physical health. Yeah. And we it's kept just getting as that. important. We kept getting that analogy. Every person we went to, that it's easy to fix a broken arm. It's harder to fix anxiety because you can't see it. Yeah. So breaking the stigma really starts with people understanding what they're feeling and seeking help. So 
I'm going to put it out there, the suicide hotline, if you need it, please contact them. If you feel like you have nowhere to turn and need help, you don't have a support system or don't know where to even start on your journey, call them 800-273-8255. That's the suicide hotline. And I hope you get the help you need. And please, please, please remember that there is hope. There always is hope. Nothing is hopeless. I know it's hard to to say that, especially when you're in a moment of crisis, but I was there there. I mean, I was to the point where I'm like, I can't live like this forever. If I don't get better soon, I got to figure something out. I'm not, it, it was an awful place for me to be in. I knew it was wrong, but I was so afraid that every day I was going to wake up in fear and I couldn't leave the house. It was just fucked up. Just know <laughs> that you can get better. I got better. And I, like I said, I was pretty bad off. Um, But just know you can get better. That's all there is. I, I, I know it's hard. Just try. <laughs> Don't give up is all I'm saying. Absolutely. Well... On that heavy, heavy note, yes. <laughs> all that um, was that, the this ugly. This podcast is supposed to be fucking funny. What the <laughs> hell? It's been five years. We got a lot of shit to get through. Well, you know what? Hang on, though. So when I was in camp, there was quite a few, you know, I mean, I'm in camp and a.k.a. a psych ward. So I saw lots of shit. Oh, we're really going to go there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, All right, yeah. I'll let you go. Go ahead. Um, a nurse caught one of the what do you want to call them tenants? <laughs> camp of, goers of 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 camp. The tenants of camp. They caught one of them jerking off in the room. So the nurse said, "Hey, dude, you can't you can't jerk off because there's other people around. I mean, because these rooms they're they're." Two or three people in each room. So, and nurses coming by every fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, the nurses are walking by with their computers, making sure everybody's you know either in their room or they're accounted for. Well, she said, "Dude, stop jerking off. There's there's people laying around you. You can't you can't do that. You can't do that outside. So what the <laughs> fuck are you thinking? These people don't know you. They're I mean, not you your can't family. do it randomly in your house with other people in it either. Well, that's that's that." <laughs> I don't know about that. Prove me wrong. It's, Change my mind. Well, I'm not doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. So she told him that this dude got fucking pissed. He got so mad that the nurse ran. They have like this central station in the whole building, right? It's bulletproof glass. I don't know why I got bulletproof glass in there. It's. Who knows? I mean, they, they fucking wand you and they everything probably when seen you get in some there. Shit. Yeah, I know. I don't know how you <laughs> smuggle anything in there. They got metal detectors and shit. Anyway. He ran after her. He, she locked herself into the central control room. They called security, blah, 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 blah. Well, he calmed down eventually. And then we went to eat. I think it was lunch. We we all went to lunch. We have to line up. I mean, essentially, it's prison. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to down talk it. It is what it is. It helped me at the time. It was scary. But anyway, we were in line and... This dude comes in there and he is still fucking mad. <laughs> he's fucking pissed. It's he's been got like blue an, balls. What do you expect? It's been like an hour. And he's like, 
Y'all motherfuckers don't be telling me not to fucking jack off. It ain't against my fucking religion. He's yelling. I'm lo- I am losing my shit in there. I am laughing my ass off. And everybody else is dying laughing. I mean, it was fucking funny as shit. I mean, that 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 was just one of the stories. I'll just leave it at that cuz I'm going to butcher the other one. I know I will. It's been it's been a while, so. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, I the pl- it was it was rough going there, but I got the help that I needed and I did get to see some funny shit. <laughs> Silver lining, right? It's not funny. I'm not going to say it's funny, but that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> no. Yeah, and then okay, okay, one more, one more, one more. Okay, one more. great. We were doing group therapy and you know, discourse. The nurse was like, yeah, we're going to have discourse in here, which I guess means like (laughs) public discourse, which means like public square. You're talking, blah, 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 blah. Uh, We actually say that in our intro. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say it. (laughs) I did. Marital discourse. (laughs) Okay. So this this guy, she said, we're going to have or one dude started asking questions like, what are we doing? She was like, we're going to have mental health discourse and he was like what about sexual intercourse and i'm like oh we will not be doing that on this podcast and 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 this lady was like stick to the script jeff (laughs) she was so pissed i'm like she's about to fuck this dude up yes she was like shut up jeff stick to the script jeff oh i want to say something so bad but we might get copyright sued so i'm gonna try not to (laughs) jeff no my name jeff my name is jeff (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, there, there was some fucked up shit. That. And I, but but I will also say that I met some of the best friends that I've ever, you know, that that I've ever had from this place. It's Leave it to you to make friends. <laughs> I mean, put it at this camp. way. There's two phones in the place, right? There's only two phones and it's like a pay phone. I think you can call Could I call out? Yeah, you could call out. I could call in, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So it was hit or miss. Yeah, so if you wanted a phone call, you would call in, and then a random motherfucker would pick up because... And start yelling, Russ! Yeah, they'd be like, where the hell's Russ at? <laughs> Wife's calling. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm out there playing badminton <laughs> in the fucking jail cell, you know? And <laughs> The yard. They, yeah, the yard, which has got a wall that's nine feet tall. You can't do nothing in there. <laughs> and they're like, hey, wife's on the phone. I'm like, I'm playing fucking badminton. Tell her to wait. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so. but yeah. Anyway, go get help if you need it. <laughs> you, you, you'll 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 learn a lot about yourself, and they are there to help you. Absolutely. So that was the ugly. Yay, we did it. Yeah, I know. We'll bring more of Russ's journey into our episodes as we go on. I'm sure it'll blend into a lot of shit. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure we'll make fun of it at times, too. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's not OCD like the perfectionist, though. Let's just be clear. Yeah, that's. I hate when people do that shit. They say OCD is a quirk. Yeah, OCD is a quirk. I'm I'm really tidy. I like to keep my desk clean. I'm like, Um, okay. No. That is not. Okay. One person. I will never name them. My coworker was like, I think when I when I got diagnosed with OCD, she said, I think I'm a bit OCD, too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, really? She was like, yeah, I like th- I like things on my desk a certain way. I'm like, I'm about to smack you. 
Like, you have no idea what the fuck I just went through. And you are saying that it's just because you like your fucking pens in a straight line. Her pencils have to be aligned. You want your stapler filled up all the way. Give me back my stapler. I'm like, what We're the on fuck? a roll for getting copyright sued in this thing. Good I'm, grief. I'm like, okay. I was just like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> you just please leave me right now. Because uh-huh. I, I seriously was in the hospital for five days over this shit. And you think because your fucking eraser isn't stacked right. That that's what sent you to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my. Somebody stole my stapler. Excuse me, new boss. My mouth is battery's dead. <laughs> I just uh, I was uh, yeah I just couldn't I couldn't take it. But yeah, if somebody tells you they got OCD and they're just like yeah I like to look straight look, look back at my door and make sure it's shut. Smack him in the head. <laughs> Well, I don't know about that one. That one. No, no. If they can do it once and walk away, they're fucking. They're not OCD. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay. So there's a there. Just to explain a bit further, there's oh, there's a ton of different s- styles of OCD. You got contamination OCD, where these. Howie Mendel. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was he that? Yes. Oh, okay. He was contamination. Uh, yeah. He didn't want to shake hands with anybody on Deal or No Deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He shaved his head well, because of that. Yeah, but is that just because he's afraid of germs or is it because he's OCD? There's a difference. He could he could be afraid that he doesn't want to get We will call him and ask him. Yeah, we'll invite him as a guest. Ooh. If this ever gets bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it'd be interesting to compare OCD. Well, the reason why I say that is because people with contamina- contamination OCD, they they will take showers for hours a day. Because they can't, to them, they cannot get clean. Right. Or it's just anything like that. They spend hours a day trying to get clean. I mean, I read a story where a guy literally showered for nine hours a day. It's not funny. I am not making fun of this. But I want to know where the fuck he gets his water heater at. Because <laughs> how do you got nine hours of hot water? Imagine all the soap. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I mean, he's got to have like stock and L'Oreal or something. But yeah, so you got that. You've got harm OCD where you're afraid you're going to hurt people. Or you yourself. Know, or yourself or, you know, anybody, whatever. People end up like, like, here's an example that I read online was people, they'll be standing at a metro station or, you know, a subway and there's a person standing in front of them. They think... Like uh, a thought jolts through their mind and says, I could push him onto the tracks and let watch him get run over. Well, most people have these violent thoughts, but most people brush them off because they're just noise. It's spam in your email. Well, people with OCD are like, holy shit, I'm <laughs> fucking going crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm a murderer. It I got to hide myself. Yeah, it sticks. It's like it won't leave your mind. So these pe- you know, people with harm OCD, they'll think about that all day. They'll try to justify like, no, I won't do that. They'll end up going to their loved ones saying, hey, do you think I could ever do something like that? You know, and then the loved one, you know, loved ones, they, they want to help. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hell no, you can't do that. You, you, you've never heard. You hate smacking a fly. And then and then temporarily that helps you. You're like, oh, OK, good. She knows or he knows that I could never hurt somebody. 
So that means I won't. Well, that's temporary. All you're doing to yourself is justifying your fear of doing that. Your yeah. brain's fear of doing that. So it's insane yeah. all that. There are a lot of themes. There are a lot of topics yes. that I could be on. It's more than just contamination. Yep. So if you hear us talk about it, um, it all relates back to what Russ has gone through as well as what he's researched because that was one of the, his compulsions was it to was do that. Big time. Drove me nuts. But yeah, we I, are night and day from where we were. Yeah, like 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 we said at the beginning of this, you can do it. There's therapy has come a long way. ERP is old, but there's been so many refinements of that th therapy that you can do and get better. Don't 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 make yourself live like this. ERP is hard. If you read about it, it's going to be terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you. ERP is probably one of the hardest things you will ever do. But the payoff is so big and it's important because you get to live normal. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say that you'll you're guaranteed to get better cuz no one's guaranteed to do anything, but you can and you most likely in my experience will get better and i have found that i've even gotten better after my erp is over because of all the lessons that i've learned while being in therapy it's like you take those skills and you translate it into life so you're walking down the street just just as an example with of the of the subway guy, you're walking down the street, you see that guy in front of the subway, your mind says, Yeah, I'm gonna push that motherfucker on the subway tracks. You're like, all right, ERP time. You start just instead of harping on that, you start finding ways to stop that compulsion, as in rumination. You stop trying to justify to yourself that you would never do that. You just keep living. Essentially, I like that. Keep living. Keep living. Yeah. Keep. You living. just got to keep living. You don't want to. You don't want to live like that forever. I mean, just no. just go get that help. You know. Absolutely. Break the stigma. Break Hashtag the stigma. Break the stigma. And, and just fucking. I don't know. I, I want everyone to get help if they ever feel the way that I did. I. It was the. Like I said a million times, it was the most scary thing that I've ever dealt with. I felt like a prisoner in my own mind. I was like, what the fuck. Like, everybody looks at me, and they're like, this dude is a happy, you know, <laughs> outgoing, crazy motherfucker. He's always making people laugh, blah, 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 blah. Well, inside, I was losing my shit, you know? Yeah. That's what's weird about mental health is no one... If you don't tell people or you don't show signs, no one knows. Absolutely. And my doctor did say that that was pretty good. Like, yeah, a broken arm mm -hmm. is easy. Right. You know? But trying to fix the most complex part of your body, which is your freaking brain. Which we know barely anything about. Nothing about. <sighs> That's hard. Absolutely. So, all right. So what are we doing? What about the bad? Yeah, let's. Are let's, you ready? Yeah, I think. Are you ready? I told you I could talk about this shit for days. I understand. Okay. So the bad. Yes. It's always tough to talk about family members who have passed and friends who have passed. Um, and in the fa past five years, we've had a lot of that. In the past, past, past. Really? Well, I mean, 
You, you, you. Walk, it's been five years. You, okay. You've walked right into that shit. You can give me a break. You can. <laughs> How many times did it take us to do our intro? Redo our intro? Well, I mean, we had a cat walking all over the freaking mixer. Our daughter was playing on a fire tablet and making all kinds of. All crazy that to noises. come in the good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not a bad thing. I'm just saying, it took us like nine thousand takes to freaking make our five second intro again. Again. Because it's nice now. Yeah, it's got guitars and drums. (laughs) We're fancy now. (laughs) Okay, so losing our family members and friends. um, I mean, that's over the past five years, and they are gone but never forgotten. I think something that has hit a lot of people most recently again is COVID. Yeah. So COVID is the big bad of 2020 into now 2021, And I think the biggest part for COVID for me specifically, and you can say it for you as well, I think, I think it's for you too, but you know, let me know, um, is the impact and the weight of it on our daughter. Yeah. It was a big, big thing at first, especially when. I think it's still a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still a big thing because it is still affecting so much that we, have done or typically do. And she almost always prefaces things now with when COVID's over or, you know, it's quite sad. It's, it's horrible. And I feel for her and I, we are trying so hard to keep things going and moving and as normal as possible. We're trying, but there are some things that we just can't control. So if someone was exposed and we were supposed to see them that weekend, sorry, plans get canceled. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really hard for uh, she's now six years old for a six year old to understand that, though. And on top of it all, the way that she has to do school now, all on the on a freaking laptop, wearing masks and she can't be near her friends or her teachers. Yeah, I mean, like your teacher literally can't come over to you and point at the paper and say, all right, look, this is how you do this problem. Right. She's these kids, these these kids are at least our daughter is having mental health, you know, not a crisis. I'm not going to say it's a crisis, but you can tell just based on her demeanor that she's kind of struggling. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Kids aren't meant to be on a freaking laptop for eight hours straight a day. Right. They kept telling us when she was a baby all the way till she was all the way until last year, you know, don't be on a screen for more than a half hour to an hour a day. And here she is now almost eight hours a day in front of a computer screen. Yeah. And I, I praise the teachers for doing what they're doing right now, trying to make it work. You know, anyone in this situation who is trying to make COVID work for us, I praise you. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. But it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the kids are in like plexiglass jails. Ugh. Their desks are wrapped in plexiglass, so your teacher can't come up to you and help you. And I mean, how do you socialize with a barrier in between you all? You well, know? And the alternative, the only alternative is to homeschool. For us, at least, is to homeschool, and that's really almost impossible because we both work full time. Yeah. But if we could make adjustments and we could make it happen, then she loses all socialization other than what we could do outside of school. So it's been a lot of weighing what we can and cannot do or, you know, what our lifestyle can do or what, 
is feasible, I guess, in this whole situation, trying to do what's best on all levels, whether that be, you know, mental health or physical health or it's been a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal for sure. It's been a lot. And having, yeah. Having, I, know, I know you all are going through this. Absolutely. We're, we're just venting. Absolutely. You know? I'm sure there are many people who can relate to everything we've just said. Yeah. And we stand with you. We understand the issues of COVID. And we are all hoping and praying that it is coming to an end, hopefully soon. Whether yep. that's via the vaccine or via hurt, I don't care what stops it at this <laughs> yeah, point. Right. Like, even if it's, I, I don't know, a magical meteor that comes out of the sky. Easy, good lord. Not to destroy us, it's just to cure us. Just go extinct. No, it's going to be the coronavirus cure, this meteor that's going to come out of the sky. What's it going to do, like fucking meteor dust? You don't everybody? know. Oh, my God. It could sprinkle meteor dust. So it's going to be like. Uh, it could be a magical metal. What it was Sozin's Comet from. So we might have lost it a little more. Sozin's Comet? Yeah, from... From, <laughs> from Airbender? Yeah, yeah, the Avatar yeah. Airbender? Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna reborn... Honey! Re, reborn? Re... Oh. Rebirth the, the earth and fire and get rid of COVID I'm that so way. proud of you for that reference, I by like the way. Our daughter really likes it, too. Yeah, I know. It's a good show. We've watched Avatar at least 312 times. As many times as we've watched Julie and the Phantoms at oh, this point. Oh, God. Different topic. Okay, so what I was saying, though, is that we might have lost it a little more in the past five years. So we might be getting a little more... Oh, too soon? What? <laughs> you looked at me funny. We might have lost well, it yeah, a little obviously. more. Well, yeah, obviously. I'm in a fucking hospital. I'm on medication. I love you. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> be a little more sensitive. These are sensitive <laughs> times. Get woke. No, stop. <laughs> Let's not start on that shit. <laughs> Julian the Phantoms, that was a quote. Um, okay, so, no, and again, we will probably make some jokes at some point about it, and we are at a point in all of this journey with Russ's mental health that we can. So, if you hear us make jokes, again... It's it's, it's no offense to you all. <laughs> Seriously. Mm -hmm. we, I know how it feels. Absolutely. I mean, but but just think, though, you can get better to where you'll make fun of yourself. <laughs> One day, right? Yeah, seriously. One day. It, it can happen. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on to the good. We covered the ugly. We covered the bad. Now the good. Yeah. We've had a lot of good stuff happen in the past five years, too. I mean, it's not all weighty, I promise. Because uh, obviously we can still laugh. That's always good. We can. Or... <laughs> oh my god be a little sensitive i've lost all sensitivity um so realizing what's important i think in the past five years is well and most specifically in the past year and a half we have really started to realize what is important whether that was through the ocd or through covid we've really come to a point where we can understand what is most valuable in our lives yeah um, when we went through the OCD experience, I mean, we had a support system that was around us that helped us through a lot. I mean, we had money struggles. It was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I was out of work for at least what, two months Yeah, because I just, I couldn't muster up enough courage to go back while I was dealing with all that shit. Absolutely. So we had an amazing <clears throat> support system. We couldn't have gotten through that without them. But we've all, you know, and that included our family and our friends. 
And even during COVID and all the lockdown stuff, we kept saying the first thing we're going to do is go have dinner with our family after our 14-day lockdown and everybody didn't have symptoms. We were going to go out and have dinner with them. And it just became like a realization that you take so much for granted in this world. and. You can you can appreciate everything you have if you just open your eyes to what it is. Yeah, and just, I mean, just keep up with your family and shit, you know. They are there for you no matter what. Yeah, and I mean, I always knew that, like, my parents, you know, no shit, they loved me and all that stuff. But they were a huge help during all of this crisis mode shit that was going on, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and even for <clears throat> our daughter, like... Just the small things like going to the neighborhood park was huge for her being able to do that again or, you know, just going outside in general and or going to the store to pick up something small or, you know, whatever it was, just the small things she would appreciate. So just really realizing what has been important, I think, has been very eye opening in the past five years for us. Yeah, I mean, put it this way. You'd be like, hey, you want to come? Take a package with me to UPS. She'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm down." <laughs> She's riding. She's in it. <laughs> uh-huh. she, she's like, "I'm getting the hell up out of this house too. Mm-hmm. This place sucks." Yep, and PJs and everything. Yep, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but on top of that, um, I did finally get my degree. Um, I when we first started this podcast, we had a two year old, and we were going through college, and I finally got my degree, and Russ and I both got a couple of work designations, and we've been working hard in our careers, other than the small little blip that we had, but yeah, we've been working hard in our careers, and I'm I'm happy to say that we are striving. We're doing we're doing well right now. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, absolutely, and we also got a cat. <laughs> Your idea. Uh, don't you start. <laughs> that is your cat. All I do is freaking feed the thing so he leaves me alone. Just kidding. I do love that cat. He's massive. <laughs> He's a fucking giant. I mean, I'm not talking fat. I'm yeah. talking like a giant ass cat. So I'm- our six-year-old daughter is what? Three, four, maybe? Three, six? She's, she's shorter than yeah, most she's, six-year-olds. She's, a, she's petite. But you put our cat, Benny, up against her... And like stand him straight up and he's almost as tall as her. Oh yeah. He is huge. He's a dick too. <laughs> like I'll go I'll be like going downstairs to get a glass of water in the middle of the night and that motherfucker ambushes me. He tries to trip me every yeah. morning. I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to feed you. Yeah, I'm trying to if I die, you die. <laughs> you starve. So what the fuck are you trying to bite me for when I'm? it's midnight and I'm trying to get a glass of water? But he says all this. In actuality, he bought this window perch for him to sit right next to his desk. So don't even get me started oh, about... Yeah, he's my buddy. Uh-huh. But he's still a dick. Uh-huh. Yeah. And his new thing is trying to get out the house. Like, where he thinks he's going to go, I don't know. I mean, he could rule our neighborhood with how big he is, but... Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go that you're going to get fed all the time and messed with, played with, and not have to fight for your food? And have a seven-foot cat tree. (laughs) Again, not only is our daughter spoiled, but so is our cat. So we got a a good boy. I want a dog, though, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that (laughs) later. I'm... I was against the cat back in March. We actually got him, what, two weeks before COVID started in America. Um, so yeah, he, we've had him for almost a year now and 
You'll hear stories about him too, I'm sure. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a COVID thing, but I went to PetSmart the other day to. Ch- I think it was just to get him some toys and yeah, spoil him. <laughs> <laughs> And I noticed there was only one cat there. I don't know if COVID is causing people to want, like, a companion at home. Well, yeah, no shit. Or if, because COVID can, I think it can transmit to cats, right? Yeah. 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 Or if they're trying to almost put them in lockdown, too, and keep them, you know, six six feet of separation as well. (laughs) I mean, you can't really give them a mask and stuff. That fucking (gasps) ripped that shit. Kitty mask. We I'm should, about to invent that shit. We should see if we can get one for Benny. Yeah, right. <gasps> that would be hilarious. Yeah. Just, just trying to harness him has been fun. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to take this cat for a walk. He's like, man, what the fuck? I'm a cat, man. One of your many splurges. Yeah, I know. That was, uh, that's, that's a problem that I have with OCD that I try to keep my mind a little bit busy all the time. And I end up going, ooh, shiny. Ooh. Ooh. Shiny piece of candy. And I'm like, bye, 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 bye. Yeah, it's been kind of fucked up, but I'm trying to get better yeah. about that. One step at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, if that's all we have to worry about. Well, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> well, okay, financials are a big deal, yes, yeah. but I will take that over where we were any day. So, Well, and honestly, I've been able to kind of tamper that back. I've been really into Bitcoin. that'll be a topic for another day but yeah i I got really into bitcoin which obviously you spend money to buy bitcoin but i just like researching like the the whole ecosystem of bitcoin you know what they're doing for it and all that stuff like like lynn said well we'll get to that (laughs) because that 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 could I could talk for days about that shit, too. Uh-huh. So we're going to give you your own episode all about OCD and Bitcoin. How about that? You can have your whole episode all about that. No. And I will go to sleep. <laughs> so, okay. So the other good thing is our nephews. Yeah. We've had... We are blessed with two nephews now. Um, one is, well, he'll be three in a couple weeks, and the other will be a year old, or just turned a year old. So our daughter now has some playmates. Yeah, which is uh, another giant blessing in times like these. Absolutely, to have cousins for her. We do at least weekly weekly visits with them just to... So long as everybody's healthy. Yeah. Disclaimer. Exactly. And just <laughs> just to get everybody, you know, all the kids out there and socializing as much as possible. Yeah. And keeping it in the family. Eh, eh, that's that's kind of weird. That sounded a little weird. Yeah, you from fucking West Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of copyright. Okay, so. <laughs> all kinds of what? Five years, okay? It's been five years. I need to dictate a little better. But our nephews, um, they are blessings, and we call one of them Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. He is constantly on the go, and I love this child because literally he can fall down and bash every part of his body, and he gets up and just keeps moving. Yeah, I mean, he'll be like, ow, and then just run and hit his head again. I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck? What are you made out of? I want him to be my spirit animal. Because I need that mentality. Like, get back up, brush it off, and keep moving. Yeah, like, it's crazy. He is amazing, his resiliency. I mean, he was jumping off the couch because our daughter was doing it. Our daughter is double his age, right? So she's got a little bit more coordination and stuff. <laughs> this dude would jump off the couch and land on his fucking head. I'm like, <laughs> and do it again. What the fuck? 
how are you doing? And he'll be like, oh. And then he'll get right back up and fucking, uh-huh. he'll like swan dive off the couch onto the floor. I'm like, oh, Look you didn't, me. yeah, you didn't learn your lesson the first time. And he'll do it again. And then he's like, hey, it's fucking funny. He's hilarious. And I am so happy that our daughter has him to play with. Oh, yeah, because, for sure. He's a good dude. Uh, and then our youngest nephew is just turning a year old, cute as can be. Yeah, uh, the other day I lost my ass on GameStop stock. <laughs> and I said, I was like, I lost like 800 bucks on GameStop stock. This dude is less than a year old when I said that to him, right? And he goes, ooh. I'm like, what the fuck? You already know? <laughs> he is so interactive and he, it's just hilarious. He doesn't He's talk, hilarious. but he knows how to react to somebody losing their ass on some fucking stocks. <laughs> Yeah, so again, you'll be hearing all about crypto and the stock market and all that. From... No, you're not going to hear no more about stock market. Fuck the fucking... <laughs> okay, that's how we feel about that. <laughs> Got it. But I want to close out today with saying that through it all, Russ and I have gotten a lot stronger. Yes. Our family is a million times what it was in its its own resiliency. And I think... Through it all, through OCD, through COVID, through all the good stuff that we've also had been blessed with, we have become a stronger family, and I hope that is reflected in these episodes. Yeah, I mean, that was just a total life changer. I mean, honestly... Not gonna say is I'm not even gonna say it was for the bad. It kind of taught me a lot about myself. It taught me what to what to appreciate, you know, it, it's just, it's crazy what a brush with something like that can do for you. you Absolutely. Yeah. With any of it, I I gained a lot from going to the very brink, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how that stuff works. That's why you need to get help. (laughs) (laughs) If you have issues. (laughs) (laughs) To say all that, you know, like Russ said, going through it all, it may have been bad. It may have been ugly. And there's even some good in there, but that's life. And yes. at this point, we're learning to appreciate as much of it as we can. And I'm sounding so fucking sappy. It's kind of grossing me out. She's, but She's crying. A little bit on the inside. Uh, no. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> that it, it's life. You know, you find the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you move through it and you learn from it and you become a stronger person for it. And I think that has happened for us. I think that's happened for me. I think that's happened for a lot of people in our family and our friends who have been affected by any of the stuff that we talked about today. And I really hope that we can bring this podcast back and show how much growth we've had as people, as individuals, as well as a family. Yeah. And don't, think that every podcast is going to be like this <laughs> disclaimer yeah, I don't... We, we're being sappy because it's our first time back yeah and it feels good to do it again i mean absolutely like so I, good I, I, I did it in the little sponsor thing i kind of kind of broke it down why we quit and it was just it was too much i mean just, it was a lot to juggle yeah i didn't like having to do a website maintain the website you know, pay the money to to host the website and the podcast. 
have 58 different accounts with different distributors of said podcast. It's just fucking stupid. So I was like, I don't know. I don't even know why I researched it. I probably because I was trying to keep my mind off of, (laughs) you know, from doing a compulsion. Excuse you. And um, is podcasting going to be your compulsion? We need to talk. No. Uh I see. and, And we found Anchor and it does everything for you. Anchor, you're welcome for all this sponsor talk. <laughs> so. Treating us right. Well, I think that leaves it for today. Russ? I'm good. All right. We're back. Bye, meow. Later.